to bear the weight of sin that was mine. Washing my reverence into the sea of your Holy mama! We're back. Let's go. Welcome to the Joy Project. My name is Paul Anigan. I'm Ben Dibley. I'm Daniel Reed. And we took a little week break because of some scheduling issues last week. Some busy dudes. But we're back. Busy dudes. Um, The Lord has given us another opportunity um, to, to further his kingdom and speak his name that we are not worthy of speaking. So here we are on a Tuesday night. Hanging out, chatting, loving each other, breaking bread, mm. and uh, we're gonna talk about something that's been on my heart and our heart really re- like recently that I think is really cool. Um, so the as you saw when you clicked on it, um, leave no doubt um, is something that uh, to tell a backstory. I was standing in my in my bathroom and one of my friends was like sitting on my bed and we were just chatting it up. Like one night, um, I was about to go to sleep and I literally just got like, this, like, like I had this weird conviction that was like, what would I want people to remember if I died? Um, and so obviously I would want people to remember Jesus, but like, what would I say about Jesus and how would my testimony speak about who Jesus was and is? Um, and so there's this sentence that was like, just leave no doubt. Like literally just flew into my head um, that to, to leave no doubt. And then I started like asking the Lord, inquiring with my guy, you know, the father, um, what do you want to do with this? Like, what do you want me to do with this? Where do you want me to go with this? And so here we are um, doing a doing a Pure Joy Project episode about the concept of leaving no doubt. Um, so before we get into that, I hope you all are excited. Um, I'm going to pray and then we're going to talk about our weeks and then we're going to go in. Um, spirit lead, uh, spirit led, hopefully, um, let the word talk and tell you exactly what it means to leave no doubt in your lives. Um, so father, thank you. Um, thank you for this opportunity. Um, thank you for every listener, uh, that somehow, some way, um, through everything that you've brought them through, everything they've been through, all the lessons they've learned, uh, they clicked on this podcast, um, that, that they get to hear, um, your, your word and your truth spoken. Um, Lord, pray that you are just working on their hearts, um, working in our hearts, Lord, that whatever it is you want us to take in and learn, whatever it is you want them to take in and learn, um, that it's that it's happening. Um, Lord, and however it is you want us to grow um, through this and by this, um, Lord, that your hand is in it. Uh, Father, we love you so much and thank you for everything we take for granted. Lord, thank you that even though we're not worthy to untie your sandals, you let us speak your name on a platform. Um, Father, so pray that uh, all of our words tonight are your words and not our own. Um, And if they're not yours, that they fall on deaf ears. Um, Lord, you are so good. Help us to act like it and to leave no doubt. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Daniel Reed, how was your your week, your two weeks, your... Give me a synopsis. Yo. 
So it's been good. But let's not stop there because it's not an answer. All right. Hmm. Um, let's see. How were my last two weeks? I don't know. They were good. This last weekend, though, here's what's up. We went to the SALT conference. So I'm sure some of our listeners have heard of the SALT network or the SALT company. Um, it's a campus ministry that is through churches, right? So I went to the conference that they had, and let me tell you something. I know Paul was at Passion, and pa- and this was like a minuscule version of Passion, but let me tell you all, singing to King Jesus with like 3,000 of my brothers and sisters in Christ was, oh, let me tell you all, just a glimpse of heaven. And I just wept. And I was like, this is amazing. Because I just looked, I just looked around. You know, I, I couldn't even sing anymore. I just looked around and I was just so filled up. Mm-hmm. And the messages were just convicting and just motivating. It was great. It was great. I loved it. I didn't want to come back, but I'm happy to be back because well, it's time to get going. You know, oh. come on. It's time to it's time to bring it back to the campus. So now Hill City, my church, is officially part of the Salt Network, and which is a huge deal. So yeah, it opens up a ton of doors for potentially church planting near a college campus in the future for me, which is what I feel led mm-hmm. to do. Um, you know, still praying through that, still seeing where the Spirit leads me, what doors are open and what doors are closed. But uh, right now, that's where I feel led. So just working through that. Um. My brother's birthday was on Friday. That was pretty dope. Dude's 19. He's a stud. Love him to death. Mm. But yeah, that's kind of what's up. The Lord just, just showed off this last weekend. Oh, and gosh, was it a blessing. Who's next? BD. Paul. All right, fine. I'll do it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, last, I guess last two weeks. Uh, last two weeks were good. Um, like I've been saying, um, I'm in this process of, of just fully submitting myself. Um, and we're just, we're chugging along. Um, the Lord is, is using me in a lot of cool ways. Um, one of my fraternity brothers last week kind of approached me and, um, and he, he just kind of had a couple questions about, um, my faith and, and what I believe. And, um, I was able to, to kind of stir his heart, um, towards the Lord. And, um, so we're going to go to church together this weekend. Um, hey. and, and that's, that's something that's, that's going on. Um, as well as he's kind of put me in, in some other situations where I've, um, kind of been able to, to kind of point people towards Christ and, and show them what the Lord is like and, um, and how truly great he is, um, just to kind of get those people to, to open themselves up to him. And, and so it's been, it's been really good. Um, yeah. Blessed. Come on. Polly, what up? (laughs) Um, man, two weeks. Let's see. A lot of the, I had some weird, like, like spiritual warfare going on. Um, Mm -hmm. that's an interesting concept for probably some of the listeners. Um, that it was like, like the, like a couple, it was two weeks ago. So it was like a week and a half ago, Thursday night. I just felt like off. Like it just felt like I, like I, and I knew that it wasn't like something worldly, you know, there was nothing that I was missing. There was nothing that like that like I wanted that I didn't have that I just felt like like something was trying, um, mm-hmm. and so I went to dinner with like my accountability partner at school, um, like my be- like one of my best friends. His name's also Bennett, 
Um, and he plays golf at UCM and he's incredible. Uh, and we went to dinner and I was just like, dude, I just feel like off. And so like, obviously what we did is we prayed about it. Um, and so we prayed about it and, and it was like, and then all of a sudden, like I felt it get lifted. Like I, like I went to the Lord with it and I knew I had to lead a Bible study 25 minutes later. So I was like, well, I can't go in like, like spiritually drowning. Um, and so I would like, we prayed about it and it was like, there was this crazy release that I was just like, all right, like the devil's trying, but I'm not going to let him, you know, like victory in mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, and so, um, outside of that, ran a couple track meets, um, dropped a little PR, not really what I'm like, what I wanted. Um, got some cool opportunities though. Got to travel to some really cool schools with great tracks. Um, mm. and not taking that for granted. What an opportunity. Big boy. Uh, yeah. there's been some really cool connections made some really cool conversation opportunities that have just been coming over and over and over again. So, um, the Lord's using me and the devil's trying not to let him, um, mm. but that's not how it works. And so Ooh. praise God. Um, yeah. so we're here, mm-hmm. man, somehow through some, through some disappointing, <clears throat> you know, cancellations of the pure joy project and campus wide prayer. And like, there was a change in like all my ministry stuff last week that like, I just felt like kind of out of whack, um, that we're here and the Lord has just been going crazy. Uh, and so really thankful one life giving conversation at a time, you know, seeing his faithfulness showing, you know, and so, yeah, man, holy cow. Uh, so <laughs> Does anybody have any have any cool, um, any cool like any anything really like wow God is good kind of moments happen in the last couple weeks that that needs to be thrown in before we hop in? Hmm. Yes. Go ahead. I what do. Up, yeah. What so up? Man? Last night I uh, I led a small group with some other homies from my church, and we were just. It was cool, you know, we got there and we're reading a book by R.C. Sproul, just, you know, kind of going through uh, just fundamental doctrine of Christianity mm-hmm. and just teaching the Bible. And it's awesome. Uh, it's great stuff. And that was the plan, you know, chapter three. That's what we're going to do. And then we got there and it was just like the spirit was evidently saying, no, that's not what you're going to do this evening. This evening you're going to join groups because usually we split off uh, men and women. And then every now and then we'll have one big group. But last night, we're, we're, you're just going to talk and fellowship. So we did. We sat down in the living room of Buddy's house. And we just everyone just took turns and talked about what the Lord was doing in their life and where they were struggling, what was good, what was bad. Um, and one of my friends, she was just talking about how she really felt like the Lord was drawing her closer. And she just like was convicted that she needed to turn her twar- heart, eh, turn her heart towards the Lord. And I was like, dude, Psalm 27. Hmm. Like, I'm gonna go find it real quick. Time me, and I'm there. Three seconds. Psalm 20. There we Let's go. Psalm 27, eight, nine, and ten. Seven, eight, nine, and ten. Here we go. For me, as I pray, O Lord, be merciful and answer me. It's the big one. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Mm. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servants in anger. You've always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me. Oh, God of my salvation. 
Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Mm, Ooh, I, I've got big chills right now. But what was interesting, and just a total Jesus thing, I was like the fourth person to bring up that scripture to her in like the last few days. Mm. And she was like, Come on. all right, God, Psalm 27 it is until no. you tell me otherwise. Yeah, And that was just such a cool thing because it was sort of a side conversation. It just like exploded. She's like, are you serious? That's crazy. Come on. Uh, it was just great. Just getting up, getting to hear people's hearts, you know, what God's been doing in their lives. Oh, gosh, man. It really filled me up just sitting, getting to sit back and just take part in edifying the Lord and building up Come the on. body just through reflection. Right. Gosh, I... I'm smiling ear to ear just thinking about it. Yeah, dude, I've been, like, slowly over the last, like, eight months, I would say, like, my social media has just turned more and more into, like, Jesus freaks. Like, oh, like yeah. sports oh, yeah. and yeah. Jesus freaks. Um, and it's just been, like, the coolest experience to let, like, my, every time I open, like, an Instagram or a Twitter or something, it's, like, this joyous, like, like, won't he do it like won't god yeah. do it kind of like Mm-mm-mm. celebrate and so it just like is that i'm constantly reminded that we serve such a big god like i'm texting my friend that goes to liberty in virginia and she's like telling me about all these great things going on and like um in her life and in the ministry she's involved in and then there's stuff going on at ucm and then being in contact with you guys and friends at ou and friends at arkansas and friends at like it's just crazy like the lord's just going off um and so i'm like it's not just me it's bigger than me and that brings me so much peace and like mm. proves its realness to me, you know, all like so often. And so, man, what a yeah. blessing. Yeah. And like kind of going off that, I don't want to get us off track, good, but good. Good. Um, we talked about it in the social media episode, I think a little bit, like when you put like yourself in a position um, to glorify him through social media, he uses it in such a cool way. Like, right. like three or four days ago, like I was like, my heart was kind of heavy about something and I was just like, 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 is it like, is it my plan or is it your plan? Like, like mm. I need, like, I need you to lead. And like, right when I open up Instagram, like 30 minutes later, like, I'm just like, I was just mindlessly like getting ready to go, like scroll for like a half hour. Like, you know how you do when you want to just distract yourself. And the first thing that's on there is like, dude, like trust his timing. Like, like his timing is perfect and his way is perfect. Like, so be still and like, let him, like, let him take care of it. Mm. And it's just crazy how, like, literally right when I open up Instagram, it's the first thing that I saw. And it was like, man, that is exactly what I needed to see, like, and exactly what I needed to hear, like, to just kind of, like, ease my, like, ease my heart. And it's just, like, it's crazy how stuff like that can happen. Bro, he'll use it, man. If you're, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, he can only use you to the to the cap of your faithfulness, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, like, whenever... um whenever you're faithful and like little things like that, like, you know, that Luke 16 vibe kind of like, yeah. he's gonna, you know, like he, he's going to give you more when you're faithful in those things and he's going to use you and he's going to give you opportunities. And so I think it's so cool. You're faithful in making your social media an edifying thing and he uses mm. it. You know what I'm saying? Fact. So sick, but we're going to so waste good. no more, no more time though. It is good <laughs> conversation. What, what did we come here for? Um, other than to, to talk to each other, um, was to talk about leaving no doubt. So what do we mean by leaving no doubt? Um, I'm going to start because I guess this was my baby. Um, mm. Kind of cast a vision here if I didn't already cast it. Um, that this is 
the idea is that through your word and action, you are leaving no doubt who your creator is, who you follow, and that this guy that you follow that created you is worthy of being right with. So this mm. is that that's basically the mission of leaving no doubt, like leave no doubt as to as to who it is that you follow and who you love and who you are loved by. So this is the heart and the motive. Um, along with this, I have Titus 2, 7 and 8 um, and 1 Peter 3, uh, 13 through 17. So Titus 2, 7 and 8 says, so this is, let me give you a little preface. This is Paul writing to Titus who he left in Crete, um, an island off the coast of Greece, uh, that he left in Crete to delegate leaders and to teach the popul like the populace like this Christian doctrine that, that they were so thirsty to hear. Um, and he, he's talking about um, like how Titus has to carry himself as a Christian leader, basically. And he says to show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that an opponent may be put to shame having nothing evil to say about us. Mm. Right? He is that Titus, if he is to to show himself <clears throat> in all respects as a model of good works, showing integrity and dignity and sound speech, and he will give his opponents, his the those that the devil are working through, uh, the devil is working through and his his demons like he will give them no opportunity to to like say anything evil about um about him if he's walking like in this truth basically and so titus is like paul is charging titus to leave no doubt that like god is good and that he is and that and that titus is worthy of teaching and rebuking mm -hmm. um and so along with this so first peter three um this is this author is obviously peter um and he is um writing encouragement uh, to wives and husbands um, at this point. And so he says, uh, Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope mm -hmm. that is in you. Yet do this with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. And so, um, this is now Peter writing, and and both of these, to me, um, are saying that that like we are to act in such a way that people have no reason to question like this creator that we claim to serve. Mm -hmm. So if we are upheld and we are not towing the line, we are not called to tow this line with sin. We are called to run the other direction. Um, the, to flee youthful lusts as you would mm -hmm. see in first uh, Timothy, right? First Timothy. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds um, right. And, and so we are, we are not called to tow the line. If we are towing the line, when we are below reproach, um, then people have a reason to question this creator we serve, to question our motives and our heart. But if we are above reproach and we are acting in a manner, you know, that is that is gracious and kind and gentle and respectful um, and 
and uh, filled with integrity and dignity and sound speech, um, that we are going to be, uh, as, um, as Titus 2 would also say, uh, adorning God and his, and his like grace. So if we are acting in that way and we have the label of Christians, the target on our back, then we then have the opportunity to, to make Christianity look good, basically, which is what we're supposed to do is to make it attractive to others, you know, through the love that we share and and the peace that we have. So that is what I'll kick us off with, um, leaving no doubt. So who wants to take it? I want to run with it here. Um, Good word there, Paul. Um, I kind of went, I also have Titus two seven because that was kind of the the verse that like sparked this um, vibes. Yeah, this 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 vibe we those big Titus vibes as we call them. Um, but I kind of broke it down. You guys know how I am. I uh, I have a lot of thoughts, um, a lot of mess everywhere, um, a lot of alarms going off in my head all the time. It's just madness. So I'm gonna try to piece it together in a way that makes sense for you guys. Um, so when I looked at the question, what does it mean to leave no doubt? What does that What does that mean to me? Um, I started at the the fact, the simple fact that we aren't of this world. Um, in John fifteen verse eighteen, it says, "If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you <coughs> if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose mm. you to come out of the world, so it hates you." Let's go. That was John 15, verse 18. Then we jump over to John 17, real close. Uh, verse 14, I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Um, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. What these two verses say here, quite simply, is that we are not of this world. We are different. We are not, we are not like anything in this world. Um, moving on. Um, the second thing, or I guess the second step or, or the second thought that, that jumped into my head is that our faith and confidence isn't in this world. It's in him. Um, so then we go to, uh, Matthew, just, just a couple of examples here. The, the, the good book is filled with a lot of them, but I'm just pulling a couple here for time's sake. Um, Matthew 11 and we're in verse 28. Um, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go to Psalm, Psalm 27 here. Sorry. A lot of flipping, a lot of flipping, a lot of flipping. Um, yeah. Um, it's a good sound. Um, so what that verse was just telling us was, um, that, that he's calling us to him. Um, he wants us to put our trust, put our faith, put our confidence in him. Um, likewise, come on, there we go. Likewise in Psalm 27 verse one, if we are trusting God, we have no reason to fear. That's paraphrased. Um, but um, Psalm 27 one tells us that if we are trusting in God, that we literally have nothing to fear. Um, so one, we aren't of the world Two, our faith and confidence is not of the world. It's in him. And he invites us t- to put it in him. Um, so, uh, the charge or the, the conclusion that I came to is that we should walk differently. Like Titus two, seven says, hmm. I mean, like when it comes down to it, you ever like, 
you ever walk into like a, a like a basketball gym um, and you see that one guy who just walks different than the rest of them? Like when you watch LeBron play or when you watch MJ play or when you watched Kobe, when those guys stepped into the arena, like those guys walked differently because they were different, like in their respective sport. Or like when Usain Bolt stepped on the track, like he is different than everybody else and you saw it in him. Mm. Um, when I like there are just so many examples. I think you guys get what I'm getting at here. Um, mm-hmm. we're made to be different. We're called to be different. So we should look different. Simple and flat. He calls us in his word, in his promise. He says, you guys are not made to be a part of this world. You guys are made to be with me. Um, and, and if you put your faith and your confidence in me, I, I, like I will bring you there. Like, like, and, mm-hmm. and you are now different. Like, your old, your old has gone. Like it's, it's no longer. Like your new life is in Christ. Like, Second Corinthians five seventeen. Facts. Like so, quite simply, like we should walk different. Like, like, hmm. like people should stop and say like that. Like wow. Like look at Bennett, Paul, and Dan. Like there's something about those guys, you know. Like, like, and that's because he is in us. Quite literally, like we are his temple, and he is in us. Hmm. Therefore, Uh-oh. he makes us different than everybody else. So that's what I got, Danny. If you wanna, if you wanna keep running with that, I know we <clears throat> talked about that earlier. We did, and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I've got a few things, so bear with me for a second. Um, I'm gonna start in Romans. Paul talked about, you know, kind of what it looks like to be a Christian. Um, and just to start off, we've been called to such a high standard, hmm. right? The Lord calls us to be holy as He is holy, and holiness. Basically, it means set apart, right? We are literally called to be different. There should be something different. Now, granted, that's not an excuse to be weird. Like, there are good ways and bad ways to approach people about Christ. Hmm. That's, I mean, it's not, it's not an excuse just to be like total weirdo about it. But what does Paul say in Romans 12? Because, gosh, Romans is a good book. Right. You should read it. It could change your life. Um, Romans 9, I'm going to read for a bit. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Mm. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Mm. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God would bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say... I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord, which is Deuteronomy 32, 35. So here's the deal, y'all. Paul just gives us a list of things that we should be living out if we are truly Christians. If we are truly saved by the Holy Spirit, if we have the Spirit within us, we should be producing fruit. The Spirit should be doing good works through us, right? This isn't a means for salvation, right? Mm. It doesn't make God love me any more or less. But this is a byproduct of my salvation because the Spirit's in me. Mm-hmm. Come on, Paul. 
Come on. Let's go. But these are things that we should be doing. These are things that people should see in us that are so different from the world. Come on, Dan. Don't just pretend to love others. Like, can I just stop there? <laughs> like, how often? And granted, don't hear me. I do this too, right? Mm. We're not we're not called to perfection because we can't stretch that. We are called to perfection, but that's not something we can do on our own, right? We're called to lean on Christ in that because of our imperfection, <clears throat> right? That's built in, you know, because of the fall of man. We can go back to Genesis 2, 2 and 3 and talk about it. But don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Our society loves what is wrong. Hmm. We love it. We can't get enough. It's called yeah. sin. It's crazy. And if sin wasn't attractive, wasn't fun, we wouldn't struggle with it. Ugh. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy. I'm I'm lazy, straight up. I'm lazy sometimes. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. There's times when I, when my flesh gets the better of me, and I don't want to serve the Lord. I don't want to get up early and go help people. Go get coffee with the guy who's struggling. Go get in the Word. Like there's times I don't want to do it, hmm. but I'm called. I'm called. To, I'm called to holiness. I'm called to be set apart. These are things people should notice in me. I think another big one, be patient in trouble. Keep on praying. How about this one? Verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Mm. Pray that God would bless them. Mm. I get Matthew so angry with people. Matthew 538, uh, eye for an eye. Um, but paraphrase, paraphrase, paraphrase. Uh, if they slap you on the right cheek, turn, turn to them the other cheek also. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Let us open ourselves up to be hurt. Mm. Like, oh, let us man. join in. Let us join in Christ's suffering. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, come on, bro. If we can, if we can love others in the face of yeah. them causing us to suffer, mm. who else does that show but Christ, our King? Come on, dude. Come on. I was gonna say, Paul, you know how different say, that is, dude. How different yeah. that is from the rest of the world. That that the world is gonna tell you, go get yours, go get yours, go get yours, go get yours. But imagine if you were different. Imagine if you imagine if you in every aspect of your life that you served and gave and, mm. and you and you put others before yourself, right? That's Paul also writes that in Romans to think of others as better than yourself. Uh, and so that like imagine if you if that was real. That people yeah, would leave that interaction like? with you. People would leave after spending time with you and be like, wow, like that was life-giving. That person mm. made me feel like I was – like I am one of one knitted together in the like mm. in the womb by our creator. Um, and so like if we leave no doubt that that, that is who we are, that that is – you know, that, that who is in us and what spirit controls us, like imagine what that could do in each interaction. If it's there's just something different. If you're just if you're just different because you're called out of the world to be so. So that's actually a mm -hmm. perfect segue, bro. How do we do it? How do we how do we how do we leave no doubt? Mm. What does the Holy Spirit me, have to say about us leaving no doubt? Basically, I'm gonna go last on this one. Please, Paul. You Paul. You jump with it real quick. All right, all right, all right. Um. So I have two sections of verses that are going to go together and then we'll go off of that um but there'll be four total five total whatever um so i have colossians 3 12 through 15 and first peter 2 12 that i'm going to read kind of mm -hmm. together um so 
So Colossians three, this is talking about what kind of what kind of um, character we're supposed to put on as those chosen to be to be different by the Holy Spirit. Um, so yep. it says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing mm. with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must yep. also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful, right? So we look back at this verse, we see that we are to be compassionate, um, to have to have holy, beloved, compassionate hearts filled with kindness and humility and meekness and patience, bearing each other's burdens, forgiving each other, um, and putting on love, being dressed and clothed in love and humility. Um, then I'm going to go bring that to 1 Peter 2.12, which says, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. So among those around you, among among the people around you so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Mm. See your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation, right? So you then through your good deeds that are, that is you submitting to the Lord, your heart and mind being changed. So then you can exercise on that compassion and kindness and humility and meekness and patience and the bearing of others burdens and the joy in that you then become an example, right? First Peter or first Timothy four twelve would agree with me. So no, let no one despise you for your youth, but set yep. the believers the, an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. You are an example when you, when you decide to, to count the cost and follow Jesus Christ and make him your Lord and savior and to let the Holy spirit into your life for then you to never be the same in the best way you become an example for this faith. Mm. And so this example that you're supposed to set in your youth in speech, conduct, love, faith, purity, right? John 15, 10 through 11. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. This is Jesus, right? Mm. Saying this. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. You will live in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Right. Jesus is telling us that that there is nothing that that this world that that the sin is going to give you that I can't give you. That is good. It will give you plenty of things that are bad. Right. Let me tell you that that this creator of ours is is worth it. This creator of ours is worth walking away from whatever bitterness from whatever uh, jealousy, from whatever um, greediness, from whatever you you suffer with, and these things that keep you from being the best possible steward of this gospel that you've been chosen to steward, um, mm-hmm. he it is worth it to walk away. It is worth it to be upright. It is worth it to miss out on Thursday through Saturday with your frat brothers. It is worth Turn it. Up. Turn it, it up. It is worth it. To, to skip this, this, this slanderous conversation. It is worth it, right? This creator that we, that we serve is worthy of being right with. So don't believe the devil's original lie from Genesis 3 when he says that God is keeping something from you. He doesn't want you to know anything. 
He doesn't mm. want you to know this thing, right? That devil's lie is still around today because people think that Christianity is some buzzkill when really mm. following God is keeping you safe. It is keeping you, it is keeping you from eternity apart from perfection and it is life itself. So if we, if we count this cost and we, we decide to walk in this faith and purity and love, there is nothing that the Lord is going to withhold from you that is good. And that is a promise. Christianity is not a buzzkill. Mm. Christianity is life. It is where life begins. That's a fact. Gosh, that's good, Paul. Come on. Hey, let me just, let me, this is the, the only thing that I want to add to the how do we do this question. Um, and I'm just going to read Titus 3 um, because we've talked about Titus 2, but Titus 3 is great stuff. Um, and I'm only going to read 10 verses, 11 verses. So hang in there with me. Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarrel. Um, instead, they should be gentle and true. Show, show true humility to everyone. Once we too were foolish and disobedient, we were mis misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were, were full of evil and envy and we hated each other. But when, our, when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus, through mm. Jesus Christ our Savior. Because of his grace, he declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. Hmm. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Verse 9, do not get involved in <clears throat> foolish discussions about spiritual pedigrees or in quarrels and fights about obedience. These things are useless and a waste of time. People are causing divisions among you. Give a sec first and second warning. After that, have nothing to do with them. Yada, yada, yada. But do what is good. Do what is good. Quite simply, he loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us, for our eternal life. Mm -hmm. and, and, if that, and if that means something to you, if that stirs your heart in any way, honor him by, by walking, by being above reproach. Titus 1, 6, if anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children and believers are, and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination. Living above reproach means walking in him when it's easy and when it's not. Hmm. Come, on. Come on. Look, uh, like Paul was saying, I'm in a fraternity. I'm in Greek life. It's, it, it can be hard on the weekend when everybody's out partying and you just want to go party and you just want to forget all the hard stuff, all the trouble that happened that week when you want to just just go drown it all away and forget all of it. It can be hard. It can be tough when that one person is just so, so mean to you all the time, so rude to you, and has nothing good to say ever. It can be so hard to show love. It can be so hard to live above reproach sometimes, and the devil's going to try. We've said it so many times. He's going to try. He's not going to stop trying. And the closer we get to the Lord, the harder he's going to try because he mm -hmm. hates that. But listen, I'm telling you this. Living above reproach is so, so, so good. It, it, it feels amazing when you're able to look sin in the eye and say, no, like, I'm above reproach. The Lord is in me, uh, and, and I'm going to do what's good because of my love for him and because of my love for others. 
that that's a, that's about all I got. I don't know. My my thoughts are all this. Bennett, but, but that's a word. Whew. Yeah. Dang. Danny, and Bennett, dude, on. just just to bounce right off what you were just saying, brother. And and like and and we can, when we can look at those who are cursing us and causing us pain, emotional, physical, whatever. And just bless them and love on them in spite of what's going on. Goodness. What about the guards whipping Christ? Or the Romans who nailed him to the cross? He still died for them. Can I just say that really quick? He still died for them. Gosh. And forgave him. And forgave them. Jesus and Stephen both said when one was crucified and one was stoned to death, Lord or Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm. If if they don't know Christ, how can we expect them to do any different? Mm. Because the perfect man wasn't treated any better, so why should the imperfect people be treated better than our Savior? Mm. Come on. But that's just goodness. That I wasn't even planning on saying that. <laughs> that's from the that's from the Spirit. But this is gonna be a hot take. This is Daniel's hot take for the week. I am, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start giving a hot take. I like Here's it. the thing. I have been sitting on Isaiah 6 yeah. for a minute, a minute now, and I think it's time we talked about it. So to give you a rundown, all right, it's 740 BC. All right, there's a prophet Isaiah who's speaking to Judah. God's speaking to Judah through Isaiah, right? Israel and Judah split up north and south. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Isaiah is given a vision. And he is brought to God's throne room. It is wild. God is on a throne, and it says the train of his robe fills the entire room. Mm. That's a big God, y'all. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Isaiah, he's a speaker, right? He's a prophet. What what does he do? He he talks to people. prophesies to the nation of Judah. And he, he looks at God. And just breaks because he sees God's holiness. Mm. He sees how different and perfect that God is in comparison to us. And it destroys him because he feels the conviction and the weight of his sin. And what's crazy is he's a speaker, right? We're just talking about this. What is the first thing he says? He says, I am a man of unclean lips. Mm. The best, the best part of his body. His lips, right? He was a speaker. Is the first thing he says, "I'm sinful." Over it. not just a not just some speaker, like a great speaker. Like a, a great pop. speaker. Yeah. This is what it is. He's famous. He's known all across the nation. I'm a man of unclean lips. Mm. And you know what's crazy? This is what's natural mm. when we see God in His holiness and His grandeur. The only natural response is to respond with submission Mm. and conviction over our sins because we have failed to do what he's called us to do. But praise God. But Jesus. For salvation. Come on, Mm. Bennett, you knew where I was going with this. Because Christ, in light of that, in light of our sin, we can submit, right? We can sit in our conviction. But y'all, there is resurrection after the death. Three days later, Jesus rose again, conquering death. Right? We no longer will be hell if we'll go to hell if we're in Christ Jesus. 
because of his sacrifice. Mm. He he died for us, like Bennett was just talking about. Right? Now I can look at the Lord and he'll look at me and he'll see me and he'll see my sin, but he says, You know what? You are washed by my son's blood that was poured out for you. Mm. Salvation. Mm. There's grace because of Christ on the cross. And in light of this, so getting back to living out this, this holiness, right? There's a there's a call to action. We're set apart. There's a different. We can't leave any doubt that we've been changed, just like Bennett was talking about, right? In the, in the Old Testament, you know, let's go back to Sinai, Moses. I'm a big OT guy. We're going to go to Exodus 34:29. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with two tablets, right? Ten Commandments. Of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord, right? So Moses had spent time with God on Mount Sinai. Here's what's awesome. Here's what's awesome. So in the tabernacle and in the temple, there was a veil, right, that, was, that led to the most holy place, the holy of holies. And the high priest was the only one who could go. Anyone else that would go in there, they would die, right, because they couldn't be with God like that. So the priest would be in there on their behalf, and he would be with God. Here's what's awesome. Here's what's awesome. Just like Moses was changed, God is now inside us. We have become his temple. Come on. Right? The very the very power and essence of God through his Holy Spirit lives inside Spirit. us. Let's go. Come on. And the, and the veil has been torn, which means we no longer need a separation. God is literally with us. And Jesus is now our high priest who pleads on our behalf to the Father. And here's what's awesome. So just like Mo I'm getting I'm getting there. Y'all thought I forgot. Just like Moses' face was changed, right? And people and other people were changed when they experienced the presence of the Lord. People should be changed and we should be changed because we carry around the Lord with us. Right? Mm -hmm. People enter the temple to be close to God. Why can't people be close to God when because we carry around that very God with us? When people are talking with us and we're and we're having communion and just living out our life close to people. Why should they not be changed? If all throughout scripture, when people are living close to and experiencing God, they're changed. Right? And it's the same concept. We carry around God with us. And what's awesome is evangelism becomes easy through that. All right? That's not to say that every person is called to go out and preach to the nations, Right? But here's the thing. We can live life and we can witness. We can say, you know what? This, this is what God's done for me. You know, this this is where I'm at. This is what Jesus is doing in my life. This is where I've been. Hmm. But it, it's not as hard as we crack it up to be. You know, there's no pressure on it because ultimately we're not doing the work. I am not going to change anyone's heart. Hmm. I will never say anything good enough to stir someone's affections for the Lord. No way. It is only... By God's grace and his spirit speaking through me that people would give me any amount of attention and their hearts would be affected. It's only because of God's grace. It's only because of Jesus on the cross. And that's it. That's it. That's the gospel. Let's walk in the freedom of that. And this is what's crazy. What's crazy is that the, the most freeing thing in all of history, in all of life itself, 
the most freeing thing is that we would become slaves to Jesus Christ. Come on. Is that, is that not crazy? The most freeing thing is that we would become slaves to Jesus Christ. Because when we're, slave, when we're slaves to him, we no longer have to walk in the burden of the chains of our sin. Because he, he broke the chain on the cross. And that's it. That's all I got. Oh my gosh. And Matthew, Matthew uh, 10 vibes? Is that what I mean? Whoever finds his life who lose it, who will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Boom! Are we That's it. are we going to live or are we gonna go on surviving acting like we're living? Mm, come on, Paul. Simple question. Meditate on that. Athena, I'm mm. gonna uh, Dan's gonna pray, Athena's gonna sing, you know the deal. <laughs> um we're gonna we're gonna leave you and your thoughts in the spirit to do the do the work. <clears throat> Yeah, mm. Danny. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, let me pray for us. Oh. God. Wow. May we see your holiness and the vastness of who you are and respond appropriately. May we see our sin. May we see the burdens that we carry around. May we sit on that. May we ponder on just the mess that we are. May we not stay there, God. May we not stay dead. May we not stay in the tomb. Your son rose again three days later. May there be a resurrection for us as well, God. May we find life through our death, through our sin, only because of your son on the cross, God. Well, I pray that those listening would just, they would just hear this, God, and they would, that they would just be invited to ponder on what you've called them to do, Lord. Uh, we may not know their exact situation or where they're coming from, God. We'd love to. And I pray that people would feel feel free to reach out to us, God. But mm. I just I just ask that evangelism wouldn't become this this task, this duty. That holiness wouldn't be seen as this burden. That being set apart and being different because of Christ and because of what you've done in our lives wouldn't be this terrifying thing, God, but it would be natural. And just like Isaiah said in uh, chapter 6, God, verse 9, verse 8, excuse me, you know, you're looking around trying to find someone who you can send to talk to your people. And Isaiah goes, here I am. Send, send me. I'll go. Lord, it might not be easy. It might not be fun. It might be the worst thing we've done in our lives, God. It might be the most painful thing. But, Lord, send us. Use us, God. There's nothing more joyful in our life to be, but to be invited into your kingdom and into the process of furthering your kingdom and making your son's name famous. God, we love you. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Athena, take it away. Paul, hit that button. <laughs>